Zeke, I'm tired. You made me wait around for an hour again. Let's drink. Okay. Everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinker Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. How are you today, Zeke? I'm ready for daylight savings time. I am, and I'm not. Like So the reason I'm not is that I have to fly to Florida Saturday morning to go to Disney, so I'm going to be losing an hour, and then I'm going to lose another hour with daylight savings. So if there was a weekend to not have it happen, it would be this weekend. Yeah, but you're on an airplane. You get it back. It's just the fact that it's going to be a whole week that I'm down two hours before I get it back. Well, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to fly southwest, so that's where you kind of play that card like right before you know your number's up for boarding you suddenly have to pee or something dumb or forget something in the chair so then the wife and the kid they just gotta board ahead of you and you know they might not be able to hold you a seat and if you end up with a solo seat four aisles over and you sleep the whole flight so be it shit happens man it was the lord's will I really thought you were going to stay there for a second. Like, hey, something happened. You left something in the seat. Maybe you have to go to the bathroom for a little bit. Maybe the plane takes off without you. Maybe you go back to the house. No, that's too much of a disaster. Cause you still got to go and then you still got to get there. You, you just managed to not share the whole row of a seat so that you're not the one. I'm telling you right now, if I miss that flight, I'm saying, hey, have a good week. I'm going to go relieve the dog walker. <laughs> I'm not lying. I would just sleep all week too. catch up on some sleep. Go play some golf, man. I'm just thinking about it in my head. Like, I don't know what I would do with a week to myself right now. All I'll say is I will sacrifice the one hour of sleep for it to no longer be uh, dark and whatever you want to call it. Uh, when the work day ends every day, I'm, I'm ready for some sunlight and whatnot. I am too. I am too. And I'm looking forward to that. Zeke, today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. They have awesome laser etched glassware at wholesale pricing. Check out our friends, Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks there. Email me, send me a message. I would love to get you in touch with them. If you are a bourbon group, a store, a distillery, and you need wholesale pricing, reach out to me. They have awesome glasses. They have a ton of glasses there. Branch out past the Glen, see what else they have. They have a whole catalog online. Check it out at distillery storyproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friend at Orca Coors. Make this the coolest summer ever with Orca Coors. Orca has something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hard side Coors to stainless steel whiskey barrels for an elevated drinking experience. I'm looking forward to using that tumbler all summer. I know Zeke is too. They have a whiskey barrel tumbler. It's stainless steel, keeps your drink cold for 24 hours. It's pretty cool. Get ready to be the envy of your barbecue party with the orca barrel that's what i'm talking about right here the perfect vessel for your top shelf whiskey or any beverage the barrel will keep your drink cool and fresh and orca coolers are a necessity this summer for the backyard get togethers lake days and everything in between for me it's camping with roto molded construction and integrated insulation it's also bear proof y'all your orca cooler will retain ice for days on end shop orcacoolers.com use the code dads20 for 20 percent off your order orca for all of life's adventures last but not least today's show is also sponsored by our friends at 
Action 24-7, Tennessee's only sportsbook by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. It's a big week this week, Zeke, with the SEC tournament. It is here in Nashville this week. There's going to be a bunch of live events that Action 24-7 is doing at Nashville Underground during the games. If you want to join, go check them out at Nashville Underground. For March Madness starting next week, they'll be doing a free-to-play challenge. People will make their daily picks, and there will be a leaderboard. Prizes will be awarded for each round and there will be a grand prize for the person who wins the final leaderboard when the tournament ends. Use code DADS100 when you join Action247.com, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Get in the action with Action247.com, and that takes care of that portion of the show. And now let's get to something that we should have got to months ago. I don't know why it took us so long to get here, but Zeke, we're finally drinking some BTAC. What is the origin of the uh, glass vesicle known as a tumbler? I mean, is it because it keeps your drink refreshingly cool and at an ideal temp, etc., to where you take a tumble from it later? Or does it actually have a legitimate purpose behind its name? The name tumblers trace back to the mid-17th century. Originally, the term referred to a type of cup, usually metal, with a round bottom. When placed on a table, these cups would roll or tumble, spilling the drink of anyone who put the cup down with a drink on it. So literally the purpose of it was you couldn't put the bitch down. You had to just hold it in your hand and keep drinking the whole time? I guess, yeah. (laughs) And you said what, the 1600s for this? Uh, The mid-17th century, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I clearly did not see that coming for a um, a name or a purpose, but that's even more interesting was that once it's, I mean, it's like playing, uh, you know, Edward Forty Hands back in college or something like can't get rid of it. Can't put it down. Uh, you're with me, leather. The idea that tumblers would spill if set down is not the only possible explanation. Some sources believe the opposite. They claim that if tumblers were weighted at the bottom so that they would automatically right themselves if knocked over. This view dates to at least the late 19th century and is advocated by some antiques experts today. As a third option, an 18th century etymologist suggested that the word chalice for a drinking glass originated from a Greek word meaning to roll around. Hold on, entomology? Isn't that like study like bugs or insects or some shit? I mean, I'm not the smartest kid in the world, but I'm pretty sure I think that's right, unless you pronounced it wrong. No, it's the study of linguistics. Entomology, it's the history of a linguistic form. Something that sounds very similar to that. I think it's like bugs or insects or something. Study of bugs is entomology. That's what the hell you just said. No, I said etymology. That is not the way it came out. I want to hear you edit this later. (laughs) I said etymology. So when I was talking to you, I said an etymologist. A bug guy is an entomologist. You say what you want. I even got headphones on for this. It, it, I, I understand. I heard it in the first time. That's why I said what I said. I clearly had some frame of reference there. Sure. <laughs> I can't wait to get that whiskey tumbler. <laughs> All right. We are drinking George T. Stag. It's the first BTAC that we've been drinking from 2020. It's something that we should have basically opened for ourselves a while ago. We had a sample of it. I think you got a bottle and I only got a sample from a buddy. No, I didn't. Did I split this in two? Yeah. I got to thank Rourke, Suburban Dad Survival. He gave us two ounces of this that we split. Zeke got an ounce. I got an ounce. 
we both had it at, at different places over time since it's been released, but uh, neither one of us got a bottle of this one this year. No, I think we both went for the handy. Which I've been known to do, but you're typically Mr. GTS over there. I am typically Mr. GTS. The reason I went for handy, typically I always say if I have a bottle of GTS every year, I'm a happy man. I went with handy for one reason and one reason only, because I know that you were expecting I was going to go for GTS and you were giving me shit and I wanted to zig when you thought I was going to zag just to mess with you. I mean, that that's fine for the history of the Edward style of humor, considering I already had the bottle of handy. So what we're going to do with two instead of one of each. I don't know. I didn't know you already had the handy. Reading is hard. It is. It's very hard. But just like you pay attention to 10% of what I say, I pay attention to 10% of what you write because the other 90% is you trolling my ass. And you don't pay attention to those? I mean, that's great humor. <laughs> The stats, and I want to thank our friends over at Breaking Bourbon that are always awesome with these stats. This was distilled in the spring of 2005, released in the fall of 2020. The proof of release was 130.4. It came off the still at 140 proof. The barrel entry proof of this one was 125 proof. This was in warehouse L, K, and Q. The floors were the first, the second, and the ninth. 59% of this was lost to evaporation. There was no filtration, and it is 15 years, four months old at bottling. They got back above 120 this year, right? Yes, sir. This is 130.4. Not too shabby. Proof's not everything by any means, but I think it would be a, a misnomer to say anyone that's a, a fan of either Stag Jr. or GTS doesn't immediately look at the proof and just expect a number somewhere north of 120, if not 130. Yeah, but in going back and drinking the 2019, I think it got a bad rap, but it's a good pour. Everybody always expects GTS to be higher, and that's one of the things about it that everybody was kind of like, wait, it's in the one. 16 range like what happened to stag i think if it had any other label on it and you got it you're like oh man this is a good pour the fact that it had george c stag on it with that proof people were like oh man well it's a label and a brand that have either worked to earn or earned on its own this uh this reputation and this ex expectation from people and all i will say is you know, last year when a room full of 20 people tried the 2019 GTS against, I think it was, you know, whatever the current batch of Stag Jr. was, like the 132, 4, or 5, or whatever, it pretty much unanimously got beat by Jr. I think it was batch 12, wasn't it? I think 12 is the number, but yeah, I mean, it, and it's, it's not that you're saying it's a bad pour. You know, when you work and you you, you tout yourself to be uh, the creme de la creme and the, the the pinnacle of a line or a product or a distillery, proofs in the pudding. If you don't measure up, you're going to come under scrutiny, especially considering what these things sell for, whether it be simply just MSRP or, uh, you know, other means, which, man, that elevator just keeps getting higher. I know it's bourbon is stupid. Really is. Trust me. I know. I know, Mr. Willett. Had an offer today. Jesus. I don't even want to know. We'll talk about it offline. I want to know what you think about this George T. Stag. Lay it on me, buddy. Nose-wise, my first two thoughts were cherries and juicy fruit. However, the cherries I put down, it was a 
it was like a fake chariot. It wasn't as uh, it was it was very sweet. That's why I said fake, not completely like artificial flavoring, but not the the kind of depth and texture you would get from a real chariot, at least in my mind. Then I picked up some marshmallow powder or kind of resin. It's just kind of stuff that gets on your hands eating marshmallows and stuff. And it reminded me of sepa call a good bit. Uh, kind of that raspberry fruity smell, especially the spray. Obviously, it's in a heavy alcohol base, being the product it is. And that really resonates to me, uh, even almost like kind of the old like Cherry Luden's cough drops. But it's in that wheelhouse for me as far as things I remember from tasting for years on end. I prefer Tussin. Jaeger? Jesus. No, the Robitussin. We'll discuss this in a minute so I don't get too derailed here and argue scientific in my pharmacist mode, but I want to hear this. I want to hear you get scientific about the Tussin. That's fine. Tussin is like Jaeger. Palette wise. I thought it was, uh, the very front end. The first, you know, sensation you pick up is very much sweet berries. However, that faded away pretty fast for me. And then it, as it moved through and moved around, especially as you work this for a little while, that flavor really broke down for me. I just thought it got kind of chalky and dry. And then by the tail end and the finish, uh, that dryness just really kind of converted into a, a bitter uh, kind of leftover char resin on the tongue. And that was about all I really got from it. Um, it didn't move around a ton. It didn't thicken up for me any. It had its flash of like, whoo. Ooh, that's the stag I like. Oh, shit, I lost it. It's interesting because my experience was a little bit different. The nose, I definitely see where you got that. The nose was lighter for me than most stags. Like, it's a very deceiving nose. And then I got a whole lot of heat, like cinnamon red hot on the palate. And it wasn't until I got to the finish that I really was like, man, this is stag. But overall, I think this was missing the mouthfeel that I am accustomed to with a stag like even though it's hot it always kind of has a very thick mouthfeel with a, a stag this feels a little thin even though it's 130 proof it just doesn't have that viscosity that i'm normally looking for with the stag and i'm thinking about this like knowing that it was on the first second and ninth floor i have to kind of think that maybe they were pulling from the ninth i mean you know we talked about this before that some of the other ones were lower floors i think in 2019 and 2018 i mean they just kind of were moving down the warehouse and now i think they're back up to the top and i have to kind of think like that ninth floor probably has the heat and the first and second might be getting overpowered by that ninth yeah i mean then you know they give us the breakdown for the the levels of the ricks but obviously they don't show us the percents but i definitely think <clears throat> looking at previous years this would be the year they they finally wiped out whatever was on the bottom floor and now back to the top and you know since we we do talk about pitting a little bit here these days if I was a betting man, I bet you uh, this year's will return to hazmat. I would agree with you. I think the fact that it's going to be a little bit from the ninth floor, a little bit from the eighth floor, I could see it definitely going up there. Like I say, just throwing it out there now, but you can go ahead and put it on the record, which God knows what it'll cost on secondary then. Jesus. I don't even want to know. The main thing I, I thought about, in your uh, notes compared to mine, 
Yes, there was some heat to it. Uh, I didn't really mention or touch on that. I simply didn't go there because, you know, this is Buffalo Trace's big boy product. Yeah, the William LaRue gets up there improved from time to time, but at least still technically it's a wheater and by their own accords, supposed to be softer and sweeter and whatever. But, you know, I, I just felt like it wasn't hot enough to really mention or make noteworthy simply because if you're getting a pour, even Stag Jr., much less this one, the heat's just supposed to be there. You know, it'd be like putting on Ben Gay or something. Then when it burns you, you think, what the hell is going on here? What happened? No, I agree with that. I just think it is a little more cinnamon red hot that I'm used to for the George C. Stag. It's a creamy heat. Typically, it doesn't singe for me. It's hot, but I feel it more in my chest in the hug. This was more a singe the top of my, singe the roof of my mouth kind of feeling. Well, maybe it's just been a while since you had some. I don't know. I drink high proof a lot. Who knows? What are you on this? Are you a buy? Are you going to have it at a bar? Where are you at? I mean, clearly, if it was MSRP, I would take this all day. And then some, if nothing else, like other products, uh, you know, when we can get our hands on them, we, we do try to offer at least a few charity tastings here and there when we can uh, throughout the year. Certain products and labels pull more interest than others. And even if you and I don't love them uh we we need them for those kind of things so that that's really where i would classify this as otherwise it it doesn't really rank too high to me even msrp which are probably three stag juniors this day and age if we're talking msrp i'd take the three stag juniors most likely that's an interesting way of looking at it you know msrp is supposed to be 99 i think most stores are going to put it somewhere in between 150 and 200 so that is where you're getting the three stag juniors from if i see this anywhere at msrp i'm getting it and i still liked it enough yes it was a cinnamon red hot yes it was a little bit thinner for me it's still stag i still love it i'm getting an msrp i mean it's not my favorite stag but i still like it hypothetically and to revert back to last year's btac let's say someone goes to crack your bottle and they crack the cork instead so you have to store it in a different bottle how much of its uh in parentheses value is lost if say it's no longer in its original bottle and now in a uh, a 1792 bottle with some tape across the front what i want to know is why did a cork make you have to re-bottle it in a different bottle because you shattered it but like you could filter it out put it back into the same bottle and put like an E.H. Taylor cork in there and everything would have been fine. Well, yeah, but then I couldn't have bitched every time somebody asked me why it was in a different bottle about, well, what happened to yours? Oh, well, let me tell you about this friend of mine named Edwards that managed to shatter a cork because he's a grown ass man and can't pull one out. Hulk smash. Anyways, if you see this on a shelf, it's at MSRP. You're getting it. We know you're getting it. It is stag. I'm going to be very interested to see what happens this year. Zeke, the folks can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinker Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinker Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Thanks to our friend Rourke for giving us two ounces of this. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee, or possibly the the Disney Orlando area for uh, the big cat and fam. Yeah, I'll be there over the weekend. Cheers. If you see him, get him a turkey leg. Ciao.